and we're talking about God's presence and uh, today, and I'm going to share a little bit about uh, God's presence in my life uh, dramatically in a couple times it happened and what it has taught me. Because I grew up in a Christian home, a strong Christian home, and every day, uh, whether I wanted to or not, and a lot of times I didn't want to, we sat down, read the Bible, prayed together as a family. And that was our time. That was a time with, with the Lord. And I knew Christ as my personal Savior. I knew he was with me. I knew a lot about the Bible. I knew a lot about the church. I knew a lot about serving him. And I knew I belonged to him. And, uh, but I thought, you know, um, hit or miss was good enough with him in quiet time after I grew up and left home and stopped having to go and have the quiet time and seek the Lord with my parents. So, um, so it was hit or miss. And uh, the first time that I really had an intimate experience with God was after the birth of uh, one of my daughters, my youngest daughters. And I was living in Chicago. And I was asked to come do a retreat in Gary, Indiana. And I said, sure. And I was suffering a little bit with asthma and congestion, but I thought, oh, I can plow through that. That's nothing. I'll just go do this retreat. And so after a couple days in that city, um, that in, uh, Gary, Indiana was belching pollution at that time, really bad. And here I am with breathing problems. So. One morning, I was awakened, and I couldn't get a breath. I could not breathe. And I thought, I'm going to die. And just about the time that I started to get afraid, I saw this really bright light. I mean, it blinded me. It was so bright. And, but there was a peace in that blinding white light. And I heard a powerful voice that I can describe only as the scripture described God's voice one time. It was like the voice of many waters. It was so beautiful. And just that voice said, it's time for you to go, Colleen. And I was so touched that God called me by my name. And he came for me. And I said, it's time for me to go? And I wanted to go. There was just such a strong desire to go with this presence. I didn't see anything. But then I thought about my daughter, and I said, okay, God, but what about my, my baby? And he said, if I take you home, I'll put my love in someone else that will care for her. And I had such a great peace that it didn't matter if I was go, because or I stayed, I knew all was going to be well. And so I said, okay, I'm ready to go. And then I heard him say, not yet. And then my normal, healthy breathing returned. I can't explain that more than share it. I don't even understand it all. But I will never forget the part of that, that wonderful presence of God. And what that did for me, as it does for us each time we spend time with God and have a sense of his presence, it's almost like when we 
come to him for salvation, that feeling of acceptance, forgiveness, warmth, love, peace, joy. I had more than all of that at that moment, and it created in me a longing to spend more time in his presence because I had never experienced anything like that. And then the other time in my life that was not, was about eight years ago, I experienced maybe not as intense, but that same unbelievable, comforting, wonderful presence. Uh, and I wish I could have them more often, but heaven awaits. Uh, the, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> the, uh, but eight years ago, I had a si simultaneous bilateral knee replacement, and the surgery went well, went very well. But after the surgery, my blood pressure dropped really, really low, and so low that I couldn't be given any painkillers, but pa because painkillers, the doctor said, would have dropped it lower, and that would have really put me in crisis. And he stayed there. He stayed with me because he was saying, I want her blood pressure to come up normally. But it took a long time. And the feeling I had, I was on fire. It wasn't just my knees that were hurting. I was on fire. I felt like I was being burned alive. And I was just crying out to God. And suddenly I felt a presence. And it was like someone was sitting with me. And I kind of looked out of the bed to see, but there was no one there. But it was so comforting. And it just flowed through all of me, even though I was still in pain, his presence, I knew who it was. I knew it was Jesus. And that presence was so powerful that peace came over me, even with that fire going on. And as long as he was there, I could tolerate it because I knew whatever happened, if I lived, I died, or what, I wanted that presence. I wanted him to be with me. And that really, I had spent more time since my first time of, of experiencing God's presence uh, in an intense way. I'd spent more time with him and more time in scripture. But I realized at this point how important it was to spend time with him every day because it sharpens, when, even when it's dry and we don't have much sense of his presence or anything being spoken to us, it still raises our awareness of his presence and his leading. And uh, they don't have to be, those daily times don't have to be as dramatic as this. Sometimes, most of the time, they're dry. And you read the scripture and sometimes you feel, oh, he's speaking to me or he's present. But a lot of times, it's dry, and so we don't do it as often because we're human beings. We like the good feelings when, when he's present, when he's loving us. But I realize that those dry times are not wasted. It's like an investment. It's like putting money in a savings account. When you need it most, you can draw it out because he's pleased when we seek him. I think he's even more pleased when we continue to seek him and we have no sense of his presence because we know he's real whether we feel it or not. And he wants us to know he's with us. And the more time we spend with him and his word, I think it creates more longing and we want to, the more he gives us love, the more of his love we want. The more time we spend with him 
and develop just the routine and the habit, it becomes so important and it really heightens our sense of his presence when we're living our daily lives because we need that. He's with us all day long. But if we, our, tear, our ears and our heart becomes attuned to listening for him, when he speaks to us during the day, we're quicker to respond because we spent time with him, we know his voice, we know his prompting. You know, a great scripture role model for the importance of spending time with God is found in the book of Daniel. That, that is quite a book, and it's, some parts of it is hard to understand, but the part of Daniel's commitment to spending time with God is there very profoundly. It, it, you probably know the history of Daniel, the, but uh, the book of Daniel and Daniel, uh, at this time in, Isra in history, Israel had been conquered by Babylon, and it was under Babylonian control, and they certainly didn't seek the God of Israel. And in this book, uh, Babylon took a great number of young, healthy men from Israel and brought them into Babylon to be like slaves, servants, under their control. And they brought God with them. These, uh, and Daniel especially had a time back in Israel Every day he spent time with God, seeking him, praying with him. And so he continued that when he was in this pagan land. But uh, because he knew the importance of building that relationship with God. And so he carved out time every day. Well, Daniel had enemies. Uh, uh, and... Uh, the, you know, pagans uh, don't like Christians very much. And, uh, and, and so they had a law passed that anybody worshiping anyone else but the king of Babylon would, should be put to death, thrown in the lion's den. They had all sorts of bad things that could happen to you if you worshiped or prayed to anyone but the king of Babylon. Well, David, Daniel defied this law because he knew God was greater then. And he knew, well, it was so important, this daily practice. And so what they did was throw him into the lion's den. We know that story probably, if you don't know anything else than Daniel, if you've been in Sunday school. And, but the, God shut the lion's mouth, and Daniel stood up. And that daily time that Daniel spent helped him stand up against the pagan culture of Babylon, and how much more even, I think, do we need to spend daily time and know the very presence of God in this culture we're living in, and getting all the messages, anti-Christian messages that we're getting. And, you know, we often are busy. We try, oh, this deep longing is in us. Uh, there's, there was a and Netflix, I started to watch and stopped, uh, called Minimalist or something, and because when it started out, it said uh, something, these two guys, and there were some good points, I guess, in it. I just didn't have patience for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the, but the, the, there's such a longing in us all, and we can't be satisfied, and it's deep, you know, it keeps going and going. We want this, and we get this, and we get this, and we get that, and we fill our lives with things, busyness and stuff, and so they're saying the way to peace is get rid of all this stuff and live in little houses without 
and then that'll satisfy it. Well, of course, that's not true. That's not going to satisfy us. The only thing is going to satisfy us is that deep longing being satisfied with spending time and knowing and serving the living God. And because when we do that, it recalibrates our whole life and we want to spend more with him and we can be attuned to him day and night and serve him better. And I have often thought, had the wonderful thought, that if I could get my relationship deep enough with God and there's no end to the depth of how we can know him and he can know us, that when I die, I won't even realize I'm dead because I'll just feel, be with Jesus either way. And, and that's kind of my goal, to know his presence so much that when I wake up in heaven, it's a familiar place because he's there. And I believe that we can achieve some of that um, and um, because when we get there, we will be home. And spending time with him when we're here on earth, when we're going to spend eternity with him, is an eternal investment. And so as hard as it is to do, and as busy as we are, and as much as we all know it, I challenge you and I challenge myself as well to continue to seek the living God and his presence even before we have to face things like Patty has in death. Because if she hadn't known how to hear him, she wouldn't have been able to do what she's done and follow him. Let's pray. Father, we want to serve you. We want to know you. We want to sense your love. We want to sense what it's like being in your presence. And God, call us, nag us, pull us to come to you every day. And whether it's sensing your love, hearing your voice, whether the scripture is alive or not so alive, that we can just seek you because we know that it is life-giving and that it pleases you. And that's what we are created for. So for each one of us, I pray that we will find the joy, the time to find the joy in being with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.